Welcome to our sermon podcast here at City of Light Anglican Church. We are a new church in Aurora, Illinois, finding a new day in Jesus. We want to see the light of Jesus rise and shine in our hearts, in our homes, and in our neighborhoods. Thanks for joining us for today's message. Do you remember where you were this moment 85 days ago? How about precisely 40.5 days ago? Well, if you're like me, then there's a good chance that the unusual rhythms of this quarantine life, let's call it quarantine, have you questioning the very day of the week on a regular basis. And yet, without a moment's hesitation, I can tell you exactly where I was 85 days ago, this moment. I was sitting in the darkened gymnasium of Hill Elementary School with many of you prayerfully preparing for the beginning of Lent in our Ash Wednesday service. And about 40 days ago, this very moment, I was sitting in my darkened living room, worshiping with my family during the Saturday night Easter vigil, mere hours before the most unusual Easter celebration in our collective memories. Do you know how I know this? Well, I can tell you it's not because I'm a math whiz. Maybe my friends, Mr. John and Mr. Brandon, might be able to do those quick calculations, but not me. I know where I was because God has given us the special gift of special days. Days that we set aside for remembering and celebrating his goodness. We call these feast days. And the calendar of the church year is full of them to help us mark time and live our lives in faithful service to God. Do you remember that Ash Wednesday service? Do you remember that Easter vigil? It may feel like the memory of a lifetime ago, but we do remember those days, don't we? So today, is the Feast of Ascension. And even though we don't usually emphasize that as much as, say, Ash Wednesday or Good Friday, even though we don't celebrate it with as much excitement as Christmas or Easter, Ascension is a really important day. It was really important for the disciples who experienced it, and it remains important for those of us who follow Jesus even today because Ascension reminds us that Jesus has taken his human body into heaven where he reigns. And we, his church, get to be his body here on earth where we serve. So while it's true that quarantine has taken so much from us this spring, it's also true that we have been gifted with some unique opportunities. For example, tonight. As Deacon Eduardo explained earlier, the Feast of Ascension is typically celebrated exactly 40 days after Easter because Luke tells us in the book of Acts that the blessing and departing, which he described in in his gospel reading that we just heard, that it occurred after a literal period of 40 days. That would be today. And usually it's not possible for us to gather midweek for this service, so we celebrate this feast on a Sunday immediately afterward. Um, But this year, because of our live stream options, we actually get to celebrate the Lord's Ascension here in real time. 
which we don't usually get to do. And that makes tonight really special. So what is it that makes the Ascension worth celebrating? After all, the first thing that we learn about the Ascension from the Gospel of Luke is that Jesus' physical human body left the disciples and he was taken into heaven. He departed this earth and ascended to his throne in the presence of Almighty God. You might be wondering why this would be considered good news at all. Why would the church want to commemorate the day that Jesus left his disciples? In fact, maybe tonight, after weeks of sheltering in place and self-isolation, maybe you are feeling really lonely. Maybe you're feeling like Jesus is far away from you, like he left you. You're wondering why he had to leave his followers at all. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed by all the bad going on in our world and in your life. And so Jesus' departure sounds like bad news to you and not good news. Well, Luke and the other Bible writers like the psalmist and Paul, which we also read tonight, they want you to know that the ascension is actually good news because it means that Jesus took his human body to heaven. And he sat down on the throne in the presence of Almighty God. So that right now, this moment, there is a perfect human being in charge of the universe. Have you ever had to do something really difficult or confusing and overwhelming? And you really wished for the experienced help of somebody who was really good at it or maybe really strong and smart and would come alongside you? Kids, Maybe you've been feeling this way during your e-learning lessons. Sure, you, maybe you've been watching some of the, the best teachers, right, and their recorded lessons, uh, but you know that they don't see you. They don't know you. And so if you're like my kids, then you really miss having a, an actual human standing in front of you or even crouching down next to you, someone who can read your expressions and answer your questions even before you ask them, someone who can offer words of encouragement so that you have the confidence to take the next step solving that math problem or writing that next sentence in your paragraph. And I know that we adults feel this way all the time. We feel it especially strong when we have to do difficult things like filing taxes or completing applications for buying a house or renting an apartment maybe even for finding a new job. Uh, recently, my wife Erica and I have been navigating a really messy situation. Uh, a month ago today, someone broke into our van and stole Erica's wallet, along with all of her banking information and her driver's license, basically everything. And during a quarantine, well, maybe during any time, it's really hard to find government employees willing to help you do things like file a police report and get a replacement ID and repair identity theft and bank fraud. We keep thinking about how great it would be if we could just have a connection, someone personable and, and kind in the police department or the Department of Driver Services, someone who didn't treat us like we were an annoyance like we did something wrong. We keep thinking about how great it would be if we had someone on the inside, 
Someone patient and loving who knew what was going on and how to fix it. Someone who loved us and actually wanted to help us and, and take care of us through all of it. Friends, that's who the ascended Jesus is for us. He's our inside guy who knows how the system works and who loves us and cares for us. He's not even waiting for us to do it right or get it right before he helps us. He is already using his position of authority as king of the universe to work on our behalf. This is exactly what Paul wants us to understand and draw strength on when he prayed that prayer for us in Ephesians. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened in order that you would know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. It's the same power as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. As the fourth century bishop Leo the Great explained, the apostles, all the disciples, had been filled with fear by his death on the cross. And their faith in the resurrection had been hesitant. But now, at the ascension, they gained great strength from seeing the truth that when the Lord went up to heaven, far from feeling sadness, they experienced a great joy. And we, too, are invited to experience this great joy. But we can't keep this joy to ourselves. And that's another important lesson that we remember when we celebrate the Feast of Ascension. Although the glorified human body of Jesus is in heaven, we, the church, now get to be his body here on earth. Now, I've been hearing whispers of the good news that some of the restrictions of our shelter in place might be loosening, but I still remember that roller coaster of emotions of those early days, that last half of March and beginning of April when the new normal was just beginning and it felt like for a while, every day we were getting news about how to change our behaviors and expectations. I remember that really early on, I, I was confused about this instability and the uncertainty of my environment and my emotions. In fact, I sort of froze up. I was overwhelmed. I was unmotivated, somewhat paralyzed by all the uncertainty and loneliness and fear. I can only imagine that the disciples were experiencing a similar roller coaster of emotions in this season that we now celebrate as Eastertide. The grief of Good Friday and the elation of the resurrection. The confusion of Maundy Thursday and the clarity of Emmaus. And then the delight, the joy and encouragement of 40 days of intimate instruction, one-on-one -on -one with Jesus, where every question was answered, every parable unpacked, every mystery explained, and every assurance for the future was put forth. See, 
Jesus knew that in order to complete his mission, to begin building the kingdom of heaven and earth, he was going to have to go away. Because even in his glorified body, Jesus was still limited in some very human ways. Yes, it seems that he could appear and disappear as he desired. It seemed like he could even walk through walls. But like any other human, he could be in only one place at a time. And he was going to have to return to his father so that he could sit on the throne at God's right hand and rule the universe for our benefit. Now, for the last month, Jesus had been coming and going. So how is Jesus supposed to make certain that the disciples understood that this special time of, of teaching was coming to an end? Uh, without some remarkable event that signaled the end of this time after the resurrection, it's possible that the disciples would have continued to live in suspense, that sort of paralyzing uncertainty that, that we experienced a couple months ago. Maybe hoping against hope that Jesus would appear again. Maybe just sitting around waiting for him to show up and teach them some more. And maybe if Jesus didn't show up, the disciples might have felt confused, even abandoned. Maybe they would have been plagued by all kinds of doubts that what they had experienced was real and wondered really what happened to Jesus. So how could Jesus teach his followers that they should not expect him to appear bodily as he had been? How was he going to show them that they weren't supposed to just sit around waiting for him to show up one more time? And how could he model for them that they were going to be called into action to be his body in the world? It's the ascension. This dramatic, miraculous sign by which Jesus showed his disciples that this is the last time he would appear to them in this way. And that going forward, they shouldn't expect another appearance. But they should understand that their training period had ended and their work of ministry was about to begin. This is why the ascension is worth celebrating. Because even though it reminds us that Jesus physically departed the earth, it also reminds us that Almighty God had other plans in the works. Now, we'll learn about some of those plans in the coming days as we celebrate Ascension even more on Sunday, and then on Pentecost when Bishop Stewart comes the following Sunday. Of course, Jesus knew this adjustment would not be easy for his disciples. He knew it would be difficult for his followers in the first century and the 21st century. Because to be his body, the church on earth, we need to be mobilized. But Jesus knew that we would miss him. He knew that we would want to do his work to establish the kingdom of heaven on earth. But we would sometimes feel overwhelmed, unmotivated, maybe even paralyzed with uncertainty, loneliness, and fear. I know that Father Trevor really likes what one particular 5th century bishop has to say about the Assumption because not only did he share this bishop's writings with me, but he has referenced Caesarius of Arles in, I think, every one of his sermons uh, on the Feast of Ascension. And there's a good reason for this. Caesarius was brilliant and compassionate 
and wise. Consider, for example, this brief encouragement from one of his sermons on the Feast of Ascension. There is no cause for despair. Heaven was beyond our reach before Jesus ascended there. But now, if we are his members, why should we despair? Is there any reason? True, many fears and afflictions confront us in this world. But if we follow Christ, we shall reach a place of perfect happiness, perfect peace, and everlasting freedom from fear. A place of perfect happiness, peace, and freedom. We shall reach it someday, but that day is not yet here. It can be hard to wait. And in the midst of the suffering of this life, it's easy to forget that we're waiting, what we're waiting for and why we're waiting for it. And this is why we celebrate feast days in real time. It provides an opportunity for God time to intrude upon and redeem even things like quarantine. In a commentary on the Feast of Ascension, Father Greg Goebel offered this encouragement. We expect things to be perfect now, if only we pray enough or try hard enough. And yet, they won't be perfected until later. We have to wait. This sense of longing will be with us until we are fully reunited with Christ. But in the midst of this longing, he speaks peace to us. My peace I leave with you, not as the world gives. He gives us the gift of peace within this tension. Our task is to be at peace with the world as it is, while seeking to bring the transforming love of Christ into it. We have to be at peace, even as we seek to be a presence of love to this broken world as wounded healers. Friends, we are in difficult and uncertain times, and it would be easy for us to, to feel discouraged and disheartened, to despair, thinking that perhaps our friend and savior, Jesus, has abandoned us and left us to fend for ourselves. But that is simply not true. The Feast of Ascension reminds us there is no sphere, no space in which Messiah Jesus has no rights. It is true that Jesus departed and his human body ascended into heaven. But that was only so he can rule the universe and we can be his body, the church, here on earth. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, whose blessed Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, ascended far above all heavens that he might fill all things, mercifully give us faith to perceive that, according to his promise, he abides with his church on earth, even to the end of the ages. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen.
Thanks for listening to this podcast from City of Light Anglican Church. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us online at cityoflightanglican.org. And now, may the light of Jesus scatter the darkness from before your path.